Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic is our Blues insider. And today is a big day, obviously, because the Blues start training camp. But, JR, we're talking during the break, and we want your all-time record number of pieces of pizza eaten at one sitting. <laughs> oh, what a question to start the day here. This is great. <laughs> Uh, before I before I give you an answer there, I got to tell you we were on the road all the media, and this is back when Jimmy the Cat Hayes traveled with us, Bernie Federico, Kelly Chase. I was the last one to show up because I was writing an article, and when I got there, this table of like ten guys had a bet of how many chicken wings I was going to eat, and uh, I got there and I disappointed everybody. I had about ten or twelve, and they had me down for thirty or forty. So <laughs> I got a bad reputation, but. Uh, as far as pizza goes, I can demolish a pizza. Um, I'm an Emo's guy. I do love Emo's. Uh, I can probably, let's say, six, seven, eight pieces. That's really, really good. That's impressive. Yeah. So Danny was telling us that Bernie Federico used to be able to do like 17 Little Caesars pieces. Well, actually, Bernie can't out-eat me. I've been in a lot of press boxes and uh, media lunches, dinners with him, and he puts a hurting on it. But then what you'll always see with Bernie Federico, and Dan can attest to this, is the next day at 6 a.m., he is in the hotel gym on that treadmill sweating his wow. butt off, and he puts in five or six miles. So so Bernie can put it down, but he can also take it off. Playing for the tie. That's my motto in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, JR, as camp opens, what's the biggest storyline that you're looking forward to finding uh, an answer towards? To me, Michelle, it's probably how do these uh, first couple lines shake out. Uh, we've had, you had all the storylines all season long that you know probably people are getting tired of with uh, the Vladimir Tarasenko situation, so on and so forth. But now you have Buchnevich, you have Saad and Camp, you have Robert Thomas signed. Is he going to be in the top six? Is he going to be on the third line? Are they going to put Jordan Cairo in the top six? To me, how do these top uh, two lines, three lines shake out? Where's Craig Bruby going to start with them first? And it's going to be kind of hard to deduce in the training camp practices because they'll have a couple groups going. And so you'll see pairs together, but you won't see lines together. But I think as we get a few days into camp, maybe a week into camp, we'll be able to uh, see what they have their eyes on. How about Tarasenko? How do you think this is going to play out? Well, I got to be honest with you. I told you guys a couple months ago, I didn't see this day coming when camp would start with when he would be, be here. I really didn't see it. And it's still possible that he's traded before the season starts, but, uh, you know, I think it's a situation where absolutely nothing has changed, Dan, from the standpoint that he wants to be traded and the Blues want to move him. The only thing is that Doug Armstrong hasn't been able to find a deal to his liking. And so, you know, could we have predicted a couple months ago that that wouldn't happen? I think that would have been somewhat difficult to do. But I'm told that there's still at least one team that's interested. But now it's going to be a situation where uh, I think they're going to have to get into – camp get into maybe even the regular season maybe get a couple months into the season and see how he looks let Vladimir Tarasenko get his legs under him see if he can put some points up 
all that to me is going to come down to where do they play him, who do they play him with, and how much do they play him, and whether he can perform. So it's going to be interesting now to see because his production is going to open the door to a potential trade, and, and so we'll have to see how long that takes. JR, you and I were both covering the team the day that Ken Hitchcock earned his 700th career victory against Craig Berube and the Philadelphia Flyers. These are two guys that have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. Hitch has worked as kind of a mentor for Berube. So for Hitch to come back as a coaching consultant seems like a fit like a glove to me. Yeah, it absolutely does. And here's the thing is they've been talking for the past couple of years. I remember interviewing Ken Hitchcock. Um, last season and he said yeah Craig calls me I give him some ideas some advice we bounce things off each other I think uh, even during the Stanley Cup run uh, the two were talking Uh, so to me this is putting a title on a relationship that's continued over the years Uh, Ken Hitchcock definitely wants to be involved some way somehow you know he has strong ties to the coaching staff too with Jim Montgomery Steve Ott you know Steve Ott played for him and yesterday when I texted Ken Hitchcock hey congrats he texted back Thanks, buddy. See you at the rink. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and then the other move yesterday, Peter Chiarelli is promoted to executive VP of Hockey Ops. What does that mean? Well, he's going to take over uh, for Dave Taylor. Dave Taylor had that position with the Blues for a number of years now. You know, you you could kind of see this one coming, honestly, because Doug Armstrong and Peter Chiarelli have had a relationship for a while. Uh, Team Canada also, uh, when... When Peter Shirley was let go by Edmonton in 2019, I believe it was, um, he popped in with the Blues and hung out with the Brass on several occasions. I don't know that there was a spot available, uh, but now uh, Dave Taylor, he's been shifted uh, to an advisory role, and Shirelli takes over the VP of Hockey Operation. We have to keep in mind, and I know you guys have talked to Doug Armstrong about this, uh, he's got Team Canada duties this year, and so he's going to be pulled a few different directions. And somebody with experience, Shirelli, who won a Stanley Cup with Boston in 2011, is going to be able to offer that support. Jared, one person I don't think we've talked a ton about this offseason is Jordan Bennington. And I was reading Jim Thomas in the Post-Dispatch this morning, and it struck me, he pointed it out, and it struck me that he was right. Bennington still hasn't played an entire full season in the NHL yet because he came in 2019, then you had the stoppage in 2020 and abbreviated season last year. So I'm really interested to see how Jordan Bennington fares during a full season if he has that durability. Yeah, I am too. And I'll tell you, uh, I did some number crunching last night. You know, you look at a situation where Bennington has the Stanley Cup run and then he gets the two-year bridge contract and then he gets the uh, six times six uh, deal uh, that's going to kick in this year. And I think some fans, some who have short memories, I might add, are a little critical saying, does he really live up to the long-term contract that the Blues gave him? And the number crunching I did that's in my article at The Athletic Today is, Uh, You look at the past couple years in the regular season, he's been a top five goalie. He's made 90 plus starts. He's one of only three goalies in the league to make 90 plus starts the last two regular seasons. And his save percentage and his goals against is top five in the league in the past two regular seasons. So yes, it hasn't been there in the playoffs, but I think we can all agree that the team hasn't been the team in the playoffs the past couple years. Uh, Bennington and the Edmonton bubble didn't play great. Hey, that's, that's for sure. Uh, but I think if you got a goalie who you can be really confident in the regular season and you play better as a team in the playoffs, uh, you know, I think they got a, a good situation. So, JR, is uh, NHL training camps open up? What is explain to fans maybe what's happening with COVID rules for players, vaccinations? Uh, what do the players have to do? Also, media. 
media a little bit. I am curious about that. Maybe not the fans, but I am. But, you know, are some of the players being held out because if they're not vaccinated, they can't get in? What What's the situation here? Yeah, so uh, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner for the NHL, came out and said that they had about 99% of the league that was vaccinated. There's a few names trickling out of players that aren't the Blues, to my knowledge, are fully vaccinated, so that's good news here in St. Louis. So the protocol is going to open up for a little bit for them this season. They're going to be able to go out to dinner, hang out with each other and do things. That's going to be good for guys like Tori Krug who came in last year and, and wasn't able to do that. Uh, as far as uh, training camp, we as media are going to be allowed um, into the building. I believe uh, we need to be vaccinated. Uh, also wear a mask, uh, but we are going to start out doing the zoom phone calls. So uh, that's not going to change from last year. Hopefully, uh, we'll make some progress and be able to get some more in-depth interviews soon, Dan, and, and bring people uh, the latest on, on this team. Uh, but in terms of big picture, it does feel like a, a step forward and, and that uh, the team is going to be able to be themselves, go on the road, have some fun together, and we're going to be able to uh, one day get in the locker room and bring you the news. So is the rule then that the players have to be vaccinated? What, what's the situation with that? Yeah, the players uh, have to be, well, they recommend that they be vaccinated. But what, what happened, Dan, was the uh, the league put it on the teams to, and, and the NHLPA to kind of push the players in that direction. And I think that's what's happened because if, if you're going to miss time due to COVID because you've contracted the virus, then you're going to miss a paycheck. And so I think a lot of players that were on the fence about getting the vaccination went ahead and got it uh, in time for, for camp. Uh, I think that's uh, you know, a good thing if you look at it because you just can't have a situation, especially in a year where you're trying to squeeze the Olympics into the schedule where you're going to miss games. JR, always great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, thanks, guys. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford on 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.